Praise the Lord and welcome to One Church Podcast. All right, so do we start? You can start recording now if you want, right? Oh, he's so, gone. So, so you can just. It's already us. recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in hey, tape, bro. Shots out. <laughs> shots out. <laughs> you can just lead us in whenever. Yeah, just leave it in. Um, anyways, welcome once again, everybody, to another edition of One Church Podcast. We're all clapping, we're all clapping, amen, amen, amen. Clap, clap. Clap, clap. With us today, we have two special guests. Uh, One of the guests here, he actually, he's always been a part of this podcast, you just have never seen him. Ladies and gentlemen, he is now no longer behind the camera, now he's in front of the camera. Let's get it for Sergio Roman Jr., aka Gorgo. Amen. That's me. (laughs) And with us today, we also have our special guest. He is a minister here at the Second Church of Las Vegas, Ebenezer. He is a preacher, a teacher, musician, minister, uh, minister, uh, minister, father, father. <laughs> grandfather, grandfather. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, he is a grandfather. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations on being a nep- uh, oh, uncle. You. I was about to say <laughs> nephew. <laughs> if you guys haven't picked up already, uh, sir, this is Sergio Roman, by the way. Oh, Let's give it up for Sergio. Hey, that's you. Thank that's you. They have the same name. That's awkward. Same last name. Same last name. Even awkward. So this is uh, yeah. We have the first time ever father son duo here in the podcast. Amen. Praise yeah, God. Yeah, praise God. I'm a my, all about my milestones on his family. <laughs> amen. Amen. So today we're gonna actually be talking about a topic on spiritual authority, and so uh, we brought up. Sergio, because like we know that you're very familiar with the subject. I've heard you uh, do a lot of teachings and preachings about it. And so why don't we just jump into it a little bit? So why don't we just start off with what is spiritual authority? One of the greatest questions. What is mm, spiritual what is authority, it? right? <laughs> uh, well, definition of authority is just somebody who has the power to enact something, to make something happen. Yeah. Uh, authority, whether on this world or spiritually, it's just the power to dictate something for somebody to follow or somebody to get under or somebody to actually, um, well, I said already, follow. That's mm-hmm. the definition of authority, the people or someone who holds it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, you got the government, you got people at school, the principal, you got the dads at home, you got, you know, family Patriarchs or matriarchs in, in some cases. <laughs> the queen. The queen or the king, mm. right? And and their word usually means what is going to be done or not done. Mm. Uh, so that's spiritual authority. Then you get into the things of God, the things that you don't see, but they're always uh, having some effect on, on people's lives, whether you believe or not believe in God, and whether you serve God or not serve God. Uh, spiritual authority has been set upon you, whether by God or by the enemy. But mm. there is a spiritual authority all over us, and we decide to whom we want to subject subject ourselves. Be a to. subject to. Yeah. So it's very it's very interesting, though, because um, I was reading, if I if you want to jump into it, I was yeah. reading on, on, on Matthew 28, and I was talking to Lewis, and Sergio was talking, I was talking to him last night, and we were seeing this little uh, point of history of Jesus after he resurrected and after... Uh, he saw the apostles. He the, he asked them to go to this mountain. And he, he said, just go over there and I'll meet you guys up there. And he jumps right into. And the first thing when he gets to them is, is this. And he says on so Matthew 28, 18, it says, And Jesus came to them and spoke unto them, saying, All authority 
has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. So there is no middle space. There is no underground. There is no another galaxy where his authority doesn't reach. And Jesus is saying, it's been given unto me, mm-hmm. which means there is nothing that happens whether on earth or in heaven that Jesus doesn't know. That God doesn't know that He is not taken by surprise. He He's not, you know, what happened here? How come nobody told me about this? Because He already knows, and not He not only knows, but He actually gave He gives the okay mm-hmm. or the no, the yay or the nay. He He says this is going to happen, but also He has the power to say this is not going to happen. Mm. And whoever wants to question God, there is no basis for us to question Him because He will say, "I hold all authority." He's telling them that. All authority on heaven and earth is given unto me. Mm. And the very interesting part of this is that right after he told them that, he doesn't say, therefore, go and, and you know, cast the mountains to the other side of the river mm. or go and create something else or go and do it. He says, go. And, and it's, it's interesting. I'm going to read because it has to go there. So all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore. <laughs> because I hold all authority, mm. uh, go and and you know we when we hear spiritual authority, we want to go and cast demons right away because that's yeah. authority. That's shows. what I think about, like it's, just like so, yeah. name of Jesus, I'm casting out this demon. I'm going to do this do that. because that's one of the if you want to call it spectacular or more noticeable things, right? If I pray for Gordo every night and I say, Lord, just hold Gordo. That's my son, by the way, that's Sergio, Sergio Gordo. And I put him gas hands since he was little. I, I, I'm reminded of not with my grandson, right? I was holding him yesterday, and I was thinking about Gordo. He was born. It is the same. It's a little thing this big. You know, it's eight pounds, nine pounds, and it's completely helpless. It, it can say, ah, "I'm out of here." You know, he gets yeah. off of <laughs> all my arms and take us running. So when I put him on God's hands, I'm asking him to to hold him mm. because even though I'm physically present to hold him uh, on his heart when he grows up there is nothing i can demand from him or impose on him because eventually he's going to grow up into be a man and he's going to start making his own decisions right and he's going to have to say i'm willing to subject myself to god Mm. or i'm willingly or unwillingly sometimes (laughs) subject myself to to the enemy one or the other one or the other so so jesus is telling this uh, his disciples go and make disciples Mm. That, that's the power because I hold all the power. And, and that's one of the things very, very interesting. When, when you hear people preaching or teaching, we don't teach or preach about ourselves. That's not a preaching. That's mm. an, a, 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 like a testimony a testimony of myself or an experience that mm. I have, even whether if it's an extreme experience, it's my experience. Right. But when you go in, in the name of Jesus to preach the word, which you guys just did on, on, on Brazil, which is a great thing, Amen. you go and present Jesus. Because if you go to Brazil and tell people how much you like playing tennis, <laughs> right? I gotta go there, right? Or, 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 or whatever. Shots fired. Yeah, they, they know you, but but they're not going to know Jesus. Yeah. And, and what people, what Jesus said, go in and make disciples. Go preach the gospel. Mm. I hold all the power, and if I send you, then the gospel that you preach will bear fruit mm. because He has all the power, right? So. We we're subject to Jesus' authority, number one, because he's whole he's holding all the authority. Mm. And that's why the devil has to go up to heaven and ask Jesus if he's okay to tempt brother Isaac. Yeah. He has to go. We have a little snippet of on, on the time of Job. The Bible says that the sons of God went up to him and with them 
was the enemy. <laughs> yeah. Right? So he has to go and present himself. And then God has to say, okay, let's put him to a trial and see what he does. But I'm going to tell you, because I know him, right? I already empower him with my Holy Spirit, and he's going to hold up. But the enemy is he's always in, in a warfare against us. So, yeah. number one, Christ holds all mm -hmm. authority. For us Christians, that should be more than enough to know that if he holds everything, then everything he says is true. Everything he said will come to fruition. And everything he's done is for our own benefit. Mm. Right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Only son. So spiritual authority is a, it's a big it's a big bucket, man. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it and, all starts from God. It all comes from it comes God. comes from him because he, he has authority above all authority, the oh. name above all names. Yes, yes. And that's, that's what the apostle Paul that to him was given a name that is above all name, his name. And that's what we preach the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? We don't preach any other name because any other name has no power over demons. Any other name even has no power to forgive sins. Yeah, so baptism. That's why Jesus said, what gains a man if you... Gain the whole world and, and, and your soul. You lose lost. your soul. All right. So, mm. spiritual authority is something that we need to have in our minds at all the time. So, especially because, like, you kind of brought it up where it's like one or the other, right? It's either you're going full in for God or yeah. you're going unknowingly or knowingly for the enemy, for the devil. Right. Because, because uh, that's the thing we, we say that, that God has all authority everywhere, but it, does it not talk about how, like, at the end of the day, the enemy still rules the world, though? Right. And, and, and that's one thing that, that we have to be conscious of it. Right. We're serving God and we're under his authority right. because we under we subject ourselves to his authority. It, it becomes our protection. That's that's when we can say you are my rock. You are my salvation. Mm. You are you put a fence around me and, and my family because we are subject to him. But if we are not under his command, if we are, don't, don't recognize his authority, then Unknowingly, we are belonging to the other camp. Mm. Therefore, when the enemy comes, there is nobody around us to, to save us. There is no, there is no strength from, from God to save us because we don't put him in the first place. He has to be uh, our, our first, you know, our, our, on, on our priority list. That's why they always teach us God has to be on the top. Number one. That's what everything flows down to. That's to why us. the Bible, it says we can either be hot or cold. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. And, 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 and <laughs> and, and that's a that's a very uh, earthly thing to say, right? Either you're cold or hot. Either <laughs> it's very obvious. If you're hot, then you are in, in, into God. You are working for Him. You are evangelizing. You're living your life, uh, looking for holiness. Because you know one of the things that that comes with authority is, is for us to to set apart from the world. And, and that's I think that's one of the things that we struggle a little more uh, eventually. All the generations have struggled with it, but. If you are cold, there is a chance for you to, to repent. <laughs> if you are way off, there is a chance for the gospel, to, for the word of God to reach you. But if you are mild, if you are warm, lukewarm, lukewarm then you think you're okay. That, that's the most... That's I, dangerous right there. I, I've been thinking about lately that, that one of the things that we can preach and harm people the most is to tell them that they're okay, knowingly that they're not okay. Mm. That they're okay. Because everything has to be compared to the word of God. Everything. Mm -hmm. What do you think about God? It's on the Bible. What he wants from us is on the word of God. What he demands of us is on the word of God. So if we if we start talking about spiritual authority, we got to go to the Bible and says, who holds the authority, number one? The Bible teaches that he is the one that holds the power. Not, not only on heaven, 
which will be expected, right? He has his throne, but also in earth. Earth as well. On earth. So that's what we draw. And that's where the authority will draw down to every Christian, down to the churches, down to the bishops, down to the pastors, down to the ministers, down to, it comes from God. He's, He's delegated top. to us. Yeah. So it starts with us submitting ourselves, yes. basically. Recognizing him. Recognizing him, submitting ourselves and saying, he is the highest of the authority, so I'm going to submit myself to him and be obedient, right? right? That comes with it. Being submissive is being obedient to his word, following his word. Because like you said, like there is a lot of danger. Because I always had that confused. I'm not going to lie. The whole hot or cold. And like, you know, like, because I was like, wait, how is it better to be cold than, <laughs> than lukewarm, right? You would think like being lukewarm is like At least better, a little better. A little better, right? So, But it makes sense though because like you're lukewarm. You think you're actually good, but you're not good. Maybe because you're not, you don't have like that, you're not under like a the true authority of God, basically, right? right? So it's like, that's where the danger is at. Because if you are cold, like you said, you could repent. Yeah. Versus if you're like under a lie or you're lying to yourself or, or you're under false teachings or just not going accordingly to the word, right? You're kind of going accordingly to yourself. That's your where own thoughts, yeah. your own thoughts, your own, what you believe, your own opinions. That's where the danger is. So we actually, we're talking about... Last Sunday school, that Sunday here at church, we were talking about repentance. Yeah. And and John the Baptist is talking to the people, especially to the Pharisees and to the religious people of his time. And he was telling them that they need to repent. And one of the things that he told them is, and don't think that, don't think within yourselves, we are the sons of Abraham. Because their whole basis of being right with God is because we belong to, to Abraham. We're descendants of mm. him. Because he's telling, because, you know, God can lift up sons of Abraham out of these rocks. He was preaching on the Jordan River. So they were on a very bad position because they were so lukewarm because they were holding their righteousness, righteousness before God because they were sons of Abraham. Mm. But in their heart, they didn't want to repent. They didn't mm. want to follow God's word. They were just doing their own thing religiously and, and wow. rigorously. And that's where the danger and is. And that's at. the danger to be on a place that you said, I'm okay where I am. Yeah. But then you go to the Bible, which is our, that, that's our filter. That's, that's our, that's the, our test. That's you got to throw it against the Bible. Yep. And if it sticks on the Bible, then it's because it's true. But if it's not on the Bible and you assume it is right because you feel good, mm. then you are more lukewarm than you think you are. Oh, yeah. And, and if you're dangerous. hot, then you are like the disciples. You're like John. You're preaching and you're telling people about God and you're yeah. trying to bring them to church and you try to pray for them on the streets and you're on fire for God, right? You're hot. Hmm. If you're cold, you're like the rest of the, uh, the population, on, on, even in Jesus' times. People didn't want anything to do with religion because they were fed up with religion. Religion will point to them and, and throw them to hell without giving yeah. them a chance. But once they heard the gospel, they repent. And once they repent, God yeah. forgave their sins. So being cold, you got a chance that God will reach you because your ears are open. But being hot, you're already in it. You're working you're on for fire. it. You're on fire. But being lukewarm, it's, it's, it's when you get to a very comfortable space. Like there is no more, I don't, I don't want to do anything else. You know, this is all I can reach. This is, this is okay with me. You're comfortable. You're to the point where like, like you said, religious. That's yeah. where the kind of like, oh, just church on Sundays. Yeah. Typical yeah. role. Yeah. But there, is there really a relationship? Is there really a submissiveness to his word? Is there really like you actually being under his authority, like you were saying? Right. And it goes like, it's, we always got to remember that it's only, there's one or two. So it's either you're in the authority of God or you're in the or authority. You're not. Of the, you're not. You're in the authority of the enemy. So it's like, we always got to keep conscious of that and be aware of that. Yeah. So yeah. that's really good. 
And that's a thought we got to carry through a whole lives. And not yeah. only when you are on fire for God, when you listen to the gospel for the first time and, and, you know, and you are in love with God the first time and you're going to do and go everywhere and do everything. It has to last through until you fall yeah. into the presence. Yeah. Even God, the, know, race, the Bible tells us about at the end when he says, but Lord, I cast out demons in your name. I did wonders and miracles yeah, in your yeah. name. But again, God's like, but I didn't know you. That's such a scary thought, right? To think that like you could have thought you were good, but you were really like lukewarm and you thought you had that power. You thought you had that authority, that spiritual authority from God. But the whole time you were just missing the mark. You were missing, you were never really submissive. You were never really under his, like, that's where it's scary. Right, right. Do you think that's uh, someone not fully understanding what the authority of God is? Right. Maybe they feel inspired just from a preacher or an evangelist. Like, wow, that person really knows how to speak and they get inspired. Yeah. Just like the, like they're the seven sons of the priest, right? Right. So Paul is preaching, right? And he's going, uh, I don't, I can't remember the city who was at, but there is, they're doing miracles through, God is doing miracles through the apostles. And and, and there is this priest who has seven, seven boys, I'm assuming, right? Seven, seven sons. And they see what the apostles are doing. And what Paul is doing, because the Bible says that Paul writes and he says that I, I didn't go with words or with, let's put it today's terms. I didn't go with my education and my degrees. I went with the power of God and the power of the Spirit. And he's the one doing things. So they see him doing all these miracles and all these wonders. And they go out and find this, this demon-possessed kid. And they said to the demon, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't remember the word, but they said, you know, we, we demand of you to... Get out of him Get in out. the name of Jesus, the one that Paul preaches. So they're going on the fourth person to be <laughs> already. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're listening to a teaching and then you go and teach it without understanding it, mm. without knowing what it is that they're talking about, without especially not experiencing yourself. Well, the, the people who talk a lot and preach a lot and teach a lot, you have to go through the word first. Yeah. And it has to burn you. It has to do something to you for you to convey to people what it says, mm. right? With conviction. Yes. So they go and tell this, this demon to get out in the name of Jesus, the one that Paul preaches. But the answers of the demon is, is number one, having conversations with demons is weird, <laughs> but, but he answers back to them and he says, we know who Jesus is. Yeah. And we own, even we know who Paul is, but who are you guys? Who, who are you? Right? Yeah. Meaning, you can listen to a lot of word, you can read a lot of word, but if you don't get close to the authority of God, I, I, I was reading a long time ago, I think it's on, on Watchman Nee, uh, one of those books that he wrote, and he was given this, uh, this anecdote of uh, Lawrence of Arabia once, that he helped the British up in India, up on, uh, on that part of the, of, of the world, and then they took him to England, and him and a few of his commanders, I guess, and by the time he was going back, they asked him, what do you want to take back to your country, right? Pick anything. Just take something to your, because obviously in that time, India, uh, uh, England was a little more sophisticated and advanced and whatever. And he pointed at a faucet, a water faucet on, on a sink. And he says, I want to take one of those. <laughs> and they said, what do you want to take one of those to your country? Well, we live in a desert. And every time we open one of those little things, water comes out. What if I take one of those to the desert? Can you imagine what we can do in the desert? <laughs> and then the writer started explaining and said he really didn't understand that even though the faucet was beautiful and nice and, and serves a purpose, it has to be connected to a source. Yeah. Therefore, you might know the word, 
you might hear some experiences, you might get riled up, but if you're not connected to the sword, which mm. is the authority of Christ, come on, you're just a beautiful watch in somebody's wrists. Mm. You're a nice hat in somebody's hair, nice shoes in somebody. It's just an accessory, but there is no function in you because mm. you're not connected to the source. So okay. Christ's authority has to be laid down and, and it has to trickle down to us, to each and every one of us, for, so we can be effective on what God sends us to do. See what I mean? That's what he says to them. All authority is given to me in the heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples mm. because I'm going with you. And whatever I send you to do is going to flourish because I sent you. Mm. You, you don't lose your connection to the source. You have the source <laughs> with you. Once you lose your connection to the source, you just become a mic with no power on it. You become a camera with no little chip to record what you're recording. You see what I mean? You become an air conditioning with no power. It's just there, but it's not useful at all. So I think keep in mind that God's authority, it just, it has to be on all aspects of life. You cannot say authority belongs within the church just for the pastor because he has, which he has. Right. Or, or only within the certain organization, religious organization, and they do. But it's not conveyed just to them. It's conveyed to every single believer. But it's up to us how close you want to be to the source. Not only how close, but how connected you want to be to the source. You lose your connection to the source, and then everything else you're doing is, is just... It's not, yeah. It could be a nice concert. It could be a nice gathering. It could be a nice convention. It could be a nice whatever. But if the source is not present, then everything is in vain. So authority has to be with us and we have at all be, times so we got to be connected to the source connected to the source 100 that's not mine that's that's watchman knee somewhere in one of his books but, <laughs> but that's it, that was it, really good way to because, talk about it yeah because yeah, that, that that's what happened to those seven boys those seven sons of this priest they saw how it was done they thought it they thought if i could just like um like mimic i could say yeah just yeah. to say what, what they said doing. and just that's gonna work and it'll work the same way but like there are they, yeah you don't understand that the reason why it works for them is because they're connected it to the source. Connected they're connected to, the to the source. They're connected to God. They're connected to His authority. Right. They're that's what they water. do things. Yeah. Yeah. The living water. The living water, go. right there. So, so it's like, yeah, that's something that we always got to take into consideration and keep in mind. Like, just above all, because I feel like you know, I think all those other things, right? All the miracles, the casting out demons, and stuff like that. Right. They're beautiful things. I wasn't say beautiful things, but like they're powerful things that could yeah. happen to us. But there's nothing more special. And being connected to 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 God, that's like the ultimate thing that we should strive for. And, right. and the rest, I think, will just it's just a result of, of of our connection. It's just like things will happen. So, like wherever you like you said, wherever we get sent. So we went to Brazil, for example, right. for a mission trip, and I felt like it was it was very spirit led. Like wherever, wherever we went, we we did see you know things happen. We saw people just come to us, and just like we saw the spirit drop in many levels. There was we had like. Uh, language barriers, but it didn't matter because like it felt like you know you you they could feel the source as well. Right. They could feel like just by us worshiping, us praying, they could feel the spirit. And so to me, that just kind of shows like, again how like just being connected to the source, being connected to God, being under His authority is 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 all you really need for you to be able to like you said to 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 spread the word because like just by you being there and just and 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 having God with you and just praying and just like you know being a witness to God, yeah. you know, he will be able to do the rest. He'll yeah. be able to like, you know, come down and, and, and change lives and like open up their eyes and, you know, give them a revelation that there is a God and, you know, and he does exist. And so it's like, it's very powerful. Cause like, so it was, it was very 
like this trip that we went to, it was, it was a very eye opening for me to see like, wow, like just how God can could do work in so many different ways, you know, right. like in, right. even in times when we feel like, oh, we're not ready enough, we're not prepared enough, but it's like it's not about us, it's about God. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like it was it was it was good. That's that's the that's the that's the beautiful thing about God's authority because when emissaries, when you send somebody somewhere else to convey a message that you want to give somebody else or or to give an order to somebody else. Jesus, there is an instance where this centurion came into Jesus, came to him, and he says, you know, uh, my my servant is is dying. He's, he's sick at home. He's, I want you to, to heal him. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said, well, let me go with you, and I'll, <laughs> I'll take care of him. And then he says, no, don't go to my house because I'm not worthy of you being into my house. But... Say the word, mm. and my servant will be saved. And Jesus was amazed by his faith because he says, "Wow, I haven't found his faith in, <laughs> within Israel," you know. And 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 but then the centurion he explains why he believes that God has the power to heal his son, uh, his servant. And then he says, "Because I, I myself, I'm a man under authority." Mm. And I say to this guy, "Go and do," and he goes and does. Mm. And I call them, "Come over here," and he comes. Yeah. Basically, they obey because I'm the one with authority. So what he's saying is, I recognize, I, I, I'm seeing that you have all the authority. So just say the word. You know what happened? And he's gonna. And then by the time he said the word, just goes. You know, he went back, and at that time, his servant was healed when Jesus said it. So that that's a very powerful teaching for us because we know we haven't seen God. I haven't seen Jesus, and, and I don't think anybody has. I've seen it physically. <laughs> But we have believed, and we believe that his authority is still powerful today. So his word says that those who believe in him, he gave the authority to be made made sons of God. Mm -hmm. Just just the word, because he said it, and because you believe it, he brings it into action. Now we are saved. We haven't seen Jesus. He hasn't touched us physically. He hasn't speked to us in our ear audibly. But yet we believe in what he said. Mm-hmm. And because he said it, now we are saved. That's something amazing, you know. And that's the message that he tells his disciples. Because I have all the authority, just go and do what I say. And they went. And here we are, 2,000 years later, still, still you know, being learning saved. from the word and being saved. And people being saved and redeemed and stuff. So being subject to authority is a big deal. Not only for the spectacular things of somebody raising, you know, being raised from the dead or or somebody healed from a sickness or whatever. But I think the, the biggest miracle and the biggest, most powerful thing that we can do is preach the gospel to people. Because hmm. whether Jesus said, what, what, would, gain, what would you gain if, if you get into, in, into hell with your full body? But if your hand is, is, it makes you fall from the grace of God, cut it off. Hmm. And he's not talking physically. He's just talking whatever is what hindering you. Yeah, whatever is hindering you to be subject to God's authority, Take it away. And, and you can make up a list of 40 things that we can say, oh, this is hard to live. This is hard to abandon. Yeah. This is hard to stop doing. This is stuff to, it's hard to like anymore. Yeah. We can go on and on and on. And Jesus is saying, because it's better for you to enter in heaven without a hand, metaphorically mm. speaking, right? Metaphorically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that going fully in your full body going into <laughs> hell. So that, that it, it's, it tells us, it, it, God is telling us, just be subject to my authority. Now, we can talk about where is the authority of God nowadays. 
right? Mm, that's yeah. a different branch that we can go into. <laughs> I think people these days usually think of a pastor. Or yeah, a that's minister, what I was kind of thinking. But yeah, well, if we talk about the church, uh, the apostle policies that the Christ instituted prophets and apostles and mm. prophets and teachers and pastors and he goes down the list and as he going down the list i believe that he the levels of authority that he gave that god gave is not the same authority for me that i teach sunday school at church that for the pastor because i'm not, I'm not in charge of everybody's souls within the church however the pastor is mm -hmm. the bishop it's not in charge of this particular church, but he's in charge of how many churches in the district, right? It goes up and up. So his level of authority has to be more evident and more set. Because what the bishop says, according to the Spirit of God, it has to trickle down to the churches. Mm. Once we deny his authority, then we can do whatever we want. We just go our own ways, preach our own ways if we want to. And we just set aside the authority of people that are being put upon us. And the authority is something very interesting. Authority, even though we we read the the uh, the description or definition of authority, um, it doesn't mean that we have to follow somebody blindly, mm -hmm. because that's a very dangerous ground to get into. Somebody who says that comes from God and say nice, it will say nice things and even biblical things will be sent unto you, but the evidence of his life has to be. Mm what what gives his authority grounds to stand especially uh, you know on the light of the scripture because you know there's many cases it's too many cases too often people says i've come from god and he said he told me to tell you this and somebody said well yeah. i haven't heard anything from god yet so it's always <laughs> dangerous <laughs> give me a couple of weeks i'm going to ask him too because this this what you're talking to me is, doesn't make sense biblically but people you know, they take advantage of people who people, we as humans, we're always hungry for something greater than us. Do you feel like with that, because like, um, I feel like it does happen sometimes, unfortunately, where people with higher positions, or I guess you could say higher authorities, is there, can you, you can't question it, obviously, like, okay, like, if they give you word, it's like, uh, I think, I believe it's okay to question it and try to say like, right, is this really for me or, or like, what's a way to know, like, is this from God or is this actually... Just something they're saying. We go back to the word of God and that connection that you have with Christ. Because the Apostle Paul was having a lot of issues with people trying to make the word says what they wanted to say. Right. Right. And he had a lot of trouble with people preaching a different gospel that he was preaching. So I think the Bereans, there's a town called Berea, Berea back in the day. And he says, do as they did, which... They, what they were doing is they were listening to the apostles preach the word of God, and then we'll go back to their houses and verify if it was true or not. Mm. That's one thing that we we should be do. We should practice that all the time. I have a I haven't done it in a long time, but I used to bring a, a a little book note to church, and I would write the preachings and I would write the scriptures, and I would go back home through the week. I will just go through the scriptures and checking out what they say. If it was, I, I got that from my dad, by the way. He used to do that. Okay. He used to do it all the time. For 50 years, he was doing this at church. He would go with his little Bible and, and he would write it down. note on it. He would write it down. And I found those notes at home, back in, in my hometown still. So I got that from my dad. And that's a good, that's, it's, if you want to call it a good custom or good practice or whatever, but it, it validates your belief in what they're saying is true, right? Because uh, sometimes we got preachers that 
it's too much hype, but there is no word. Yeah. Mm. And, and you know, hype, to get people hype, you just have to go to Freeman Street. They get hyped <laughs> like crazy. You know, they get wild because somebody get a, on a mic and a, a couple of musicians, they start yeah. singing and jumping they and everybody up. goes into it. So emotions can be mm. manipulated easily. But the evidence, there's an instance when four friends, Jesus is preaching in a house and, and four friends comes with a, his friend and they open a hole in the ceiling, right? We know the story. Right. They bring him down. And Jesus, he didn't say, wow, look at these guys. They're so good with his friends. That there's, there's no friends. Like He said, the only thing that he said the first time is like, son, your sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and all the religious people around him was like, what is this guy? What is this guy to say? Only God can forgive sins. But there's the evidence. He says, what, is this, what was the easiest thing to say? Your sins are forgiven? Because I can tell somebody, hey, your sins are forgiven. But where, where is the evidence? <laughs> yeah. Right? And so he says, is it easier to say that or to say, you know, get up and walk? Right. But then he says, so, so for you know, for you to know that the Son of Man, the Son of God has power, the power, the, the authority he's talking about. He said, I'm telling unto you, number one, your sins are forgiven. And number two, get up, walk and go home. Pick up your bed and go home. And he got up, he kept pick up his bed and went home. So who was there that was able to question his authority? Nobody. Mm -hmm. Because the evidence backed him up. So that's what we need to look for. when people preach and you go to the word and it doesn't say what they're talking about. The word says something else, then you can question their authority. Because then they're preaching for themselves. That's what Paul teaches too. That, you know, they're we're, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Brother Isaac, and I'm from Brother Luis. No, I'm from Brother Sergio. <laughs> and he got mad, like, who died for you guys? Did I die for you? Did he <laughs> die for you? Wasn't Christ that died for you? So then we belong to Christ. Mm. To him, we have to be stuck to. Obviously, the, the more you grow, the, the more mature Christian you become, you, you begin to understand what kind of authority a pastor holds on mm. your life. If he doesn't hold 100% of authority in your life because you still have to make your own decisions. You're yeah. going to call pastor at three in the morning. Pastor, what should I do tomorrow? Because I don't know. You guide me, please. No, no. It, it, on spiritual matters, he sees you running away. He sees you doing these things. He has the authority to say, you know, mijo, you got to stop doing this because right. the Bible says he's going to lead you to perdition. Mm. And I has, you know, like I'm your pastor. I got to to make sure that your soul is in the right place. So your life will flow, you know, it will, it will flow according to God's plan for you. He has that authority. And, and so um, there's, there's something interesting, though. First <laughs> uh, Peter uh, chapter 5, 1 through 5, I'm going to read it real quick. He was talking about how the pastors and the elders, they have to, to conduct themselves. Right. And nowadays, we got pastors, we got bishops, we got Sunday school teachers, we got youth group, you know, whatever the organization says. So... What, what is it that, that they supposed to do? Okay, first Peter. The elders, therefore, among you, I exhort, who I'm a, who I'm a, a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, who I also partake of the glory that shall be revealed. Tend the flock of God, which is among you. Tend the flock. Take care of the people. Mm -hmm. Pastor, is, he's not responsible for my rent. Right? It's not talking about, well, make sure everybody drives a nice car and everybody has a $500 tie for Sunday. Yeah. No, he's not talking. He's tend the flock. 
preach the word, teach yeah. him what I said. That's what the commandment that we read at the beginning, go and make disciples, teaching him what I said and, and ask him to keep my commandments. And, and it just keeps saying, uh, it says, tend the flock of God which is among you, exercising the oversight, not of constraint, but willingly, but willingly. And not only for pastor being uh, exercising his authority on, onto, onto us, the people, but also we have to be subject to them willingly. Mm. He keeps saying, according to the will of God, not yet for filthy look, uh, look, looker, when you just money gaining per se, but as a ready of mind, neither as a lording it over the, cha the charge allotted to you, but making yourselves example to the flock example and everything okay so for us to be subject to authorities nowadays like what happens in a country where somebody says okay i'm going to take over and i'm going to say what everybody has to do like it or not yeah it's what dic happened? dictatorship is dictatorship, yeah right there is no there's you no have freedom no opinion i have no opinion no freedom have no rights mm -hmm. if whatever they say that's what you have to be being wrong or being right we have to follow and then you have a you know people rising up against it and that, that, that. So what he's saying is that, that the pastors, they have to tend the flock, love Take care of the people. Take care love of the them. people, right? And we subject ourselves to them in the love of God. As long as mm. they feed us, they, they give us feed water, us the word, they protect us. And they follow the tenets of the Bible. That's good. Right? Because if they're not following the tenets of the Bible, then how are we going to be subject to them? That's right. It's just personal gain. It's just personal fame. It's just personal whatever you want to call it. So it's interesting, though, because being subject to somebody is one of the hardest things that we can do yeah. as humans because we are independent. We are you know, yeah. thinking beings. We are our own rights. We want to do our own thing. I got my own mind. I got mm -hmm. my own plans. And, da, 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 da. and that's good. I'm my own that's man. Good. Yeah, you're <laughs> your own man. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's a great. That's, that's what the difference, differentiates us from animals. And from inanimate objects, table can't think. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go. That only happens on the movies or or cartoons, <laughs> right? That, but but we have that that privilege of of being able to think and mm -hmm. and willingly subject to God, subject ourselves to God, mm. and that's what He's willing. Uh, that's what He wants from us. So, what what, needs, what means to be? What, what is the meaning of being subject to something or somebody? Man. That's a question. It's a rhetorical okay. question, but because you can start, with, you can start in your house when you're yeah. little. You're subject to, to your, your dad, parents, mom and dad. They're they're the king and queen of the house, right? And and whatever they say to go, say if you're not agreeing with it, you know. Well, it's because I always look at it too. Like, um, I think we're supposed to be subjected. To, like, we're supposed to be uh, following someone, right? Like, listening, obeying people, and and. and in a sense of like this, like, so for example, the church. So the pastor has been put in there by by God. He's been given that authority. And we should be subject to him and, and listen to him because like that's the way that um, we can move forward. We could be in the same same vision, same team. Because if we've, uh, otherwise there could be like a division if we just kind of like want to follow our own paths or like what we want to do. Obviously, you, you got to take into consideration, like you were saying, if they're doing uh, their job of like you know feeding us the word and things like that, but if they are like, because sometimes we, they do feed us the word, but maybe it's not the word we want to hear, right? Or like right. you know, we kind of you know they're, they're they're taking us in a certain direction that maybe we don't want to go. You know, we're like, oh, well, if we go this way, but I think that also goes under us submitting ourselves to spiritual authority and saying like, no, like the Lord's put this person 
you know, as my leader at this time in my life. So I should submit and, and try to be in the same page, same vision, because uh, that is what the vision is, right? It's when you divide the vision of the of, of who you're with, and that's where you could cause like problems. So and and it's something that I think we yeah like we learn from the from get go like even from since we were little. Yeah, I think that's very interesting that we subject ourselves to authority since the beginning of our life. Right, we're born just our parents. Then mm-hmm. we get to high school. Then we get to elementary. Then our teacher. Teachers. Then if you get in a sports team, then your coach Coaches. is your authority. So in the same way, in the church, maybe it's your Sunday school teacher, yeah. your, your Ninos teacher, then your juniors teacher, then your, your youth president. Leaders. Then you go to your minister, then your pastor. And what's interesting is uh, in your life, you keep progressing more and more as a follower, right? As yep. a servant. And what's very interesting is if you do it correctly, if you're a true servant, like how God came here to serve, right? So we're here to serve on this earth. Right. Then we can assume, well, we would assume that a good pastor has been a good servant his whole Whole life. life. So we can assume that our pastor has been a good servant our whole life. So I feel comfortable being a servant to him as well, because we knew he was in our position at some point in time. Right. Because that's ultimately what a pastor should be, is 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 a higher level servant. Is that, yeah, well, let's go through the word Luke. <laughs> we can read Luke real quick. Luke um, chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. Uh, well, let's go to 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 11. It says, Faithful is the saying, if a man seeketh the office of a bishop. Bishop, on, on that time, is compared to pastors, servant, bishops, whatever. It's just somebody in charge of a congregation, per se. Uh, so he says, faithful is the saying, if a man seeketh the office of a bishop, he desired a good work. The bishop, therefore, must be, must be without reproach. If you can start going line to line, he has to be without reproach, number one. Uh, he, um, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, orderly, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not a brawler, not striker, but gentle, not contagious, no, no lover of money, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection below gravity. But if a man knoweth not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be a good testimony from them that are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil and then list the deacons after that is the same requisites pretty much the same thing so he's giving us kind of like a, a little heads up if this is going to be in charge if, if somebody's going to be uh, with authority over you the congregation he has to fulfill this requisites mm-hmm. because i could say tomorrow you know what i have an idea <laughs> what if starting tomorrow i'm in charge <laughs> right and i come church pastor is not here i start the service and i get the offerings, and I preach whatever I think is good for the church at that day. And then pastors come back. What's going to happen to me? He's going to say, what's going on with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> what you doing here? Yeah, what you doing? Because, <laughs> because ultimately, he's the one responsible. That's what I'm trying to get yeah. to. And whoever has authority, the more authority you have, the more responsible you're going to have to be for what you've done yeah. with what you're given. More accountability. We have the, the parable of, of, of the gifts, right, mm-hmm. from God. Uh, this guy give one 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 talent and, and two talents and five talents he goes away comes back and he gets more called him to to give an account of it and everybody the, the first two is like they double the thing mm. you gave me this 
you give me the ability to speak, I'm speaking, you know, I'm talking to people, preaching the word. You give me the ability to sing, I'm singing at church, you know, trying to encourage people, trying to lift up people's spirits. You give me the, the, the ability to make money. Now I'm helping people economically because that's what you put in my pocket. I'm going to give it out to people to help somebody, right? But then he comes to the one that he gave only one. I only know how to do this. I only know how to sit on this nice comfy chair. <laughs> and then the, the owner comes back and, well, I'm still sitting on my chair. What happened to him? Yeah. He was cast out. Because whatever we were given, as much authority we were given, hmm. we have to exercise it. Mm -hmm. But also, whoever has the authority over us, we have to be willing to subject to him. So we're not independent from everybody. That, that's one thing that I want to leave you with. That Christians, we are not independent Christians. We are a members, every single one of us, we are a member of the body mm -hmm. of Christ. That's good. The body of Christ and the body of Christ. A hand can do anything by itself. Cut your hand, throw it on the street and see what happens. Just get it rolling. <laughs> He's going to run over, right? Somebody's going to run you over. Uh, yeah, I know. That's, it's going to get nasty. But, but it, you have to belong to the body of Christ because when we unite, when we are unified on our purpose as the body of Christ, as the church, then things be, begin to happen. Then mm. that spiritual authority that we so desire to go and do miracles and don't preach the word and go and save the, the lost then becomes effective mm. because we belong to the body of Christ. Ultimately, we go back to the first verse we read. All the power, all the authority belongs to Jesus. Amen. A body without a head, it doesn't work. There's no zombies in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yeah, right. So... <laughs> The important, and then I, I live with this. I don't know if anything else comes up, but I live with this. If we are subject to God yeah. in, a, in a sincere and, and honest way, believing that he's the one that holds all the power, it'll be easier to be subject to somebody who belongs to God and he's delegated to him or to her authority over us as well. You went to Brazil. I did. You didn't go on your own. Yeah. You went under somebody because yep. somebody started... God put a thought on somebody and said, you're going to go to Brazil and you're going to do this and this. And he gathered some people, you among them, and you went. Mm. But you didn't went to Brazil to, to learn, you know, how to kite or to learn how to jump from, you know, airplanes or whatever. Yeah. You went to do what the leader, that, that mission that he gave to him, it was conveyed to you. Yeah. Right. And then, therefore, you went to them as well. Mm. So that's, that's, it has to be always our thought. Am I... Being productive where I am, I mean, my being subject to the authority That's so great. I can be effective as well. Once you disconnect from your authority, mm. especially you start throwing things that are not biblical to people, you're gone. You, you, yeah. you got into that lukewarm section of life that it's, you don't want to be at. You got to kind of know your role and your place yeah. at the time so it's like and that's that's something that I've, I've tried telling myself lately. It's like I just want to be a servant in any way I can. And so I, I'm aware of the fact that, okay, like, you know, we have youth leaders in our church. They have a vision. They have a plan. They say, hey, we want to go, we want to do this service. Right. My job is to do whatever I can to make sure that it goes as smooth as possible from my end. And, and even if I have a no part, then I'm going to support. Right. That'll be my part. Yeah, I'm going to support. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll encourage. I'll like, I'll pray. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever. Like I'll do my part. Right. And I think, and, and it goes back to what you're saying, like that's the way we could be most effective as a, as a body. Because we got to remember that. It's like, it's easy for us to try to, like, it, I always look at it like a basketball team, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, every, in a basketball team, every player has a role. Mm -hmm. And, and some, some players have a bigger role where they shoot more because they're based on their talents, right? Right. 
And so it's always frustrating when you see that person that has the least amount, not the least talent, amount of talent, but like not as much talent as a, as a star, yeah, a superstar. For that specific skill. Yeah, with that specific skill. There you go. Um, shoot at the ball. And you're like, why are you shooting at the ball? Like, oh, leave it to the, <laughs> leave it to the, to that person. Leave it to the, the shooter, man. Yeah, leave it, leave it to the ball. Just guard the post. Like, guard the post. Like do your role at the moment. Like, you know, maybe down the line you'll get that, that, that position, but not right now. So it's like, you know, I, I, it's the same thing with church. Like we got to kind of know our role and, and we're like, where could we help out the church? Like where could we be effective and, right. and be, like you said, like servants. And, and that goes uh, in every aspect because like, you know, like you were saying, we, we learn it everywhere from, from since we were little up, up until we're, we're older. We've always been, right. you know, kind of under someone and that's just how it works. That's how it goes. Um, I don't know if you want to kind of talk about a little bit about even when it comes to the household, right? Right. Because that's another thing we could talk about with with the marriages, uh, like yeah, I yeah, mean, that, that's that, it's not very popular sometimes. To talk about this because, <laughs> it's not popular, but it's but like, it's, it's, it's kind of necessary, yeah. necessary too. And I think the breakdown of of families and the breakdown of the the nuclear nuclear family, I guess, is 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 spreading out big time, and you are having kids that grow up with no dad or no mom or no and and there's always need it doesn't matter if at the end they turn up great or they turn up to do things you know extraordinary things but on their development it's always the need for for dad and for mom i'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little bit of there because that's where we get the structure of life structure of life you know we we learn usually we learn respect at home we learn how to speak at home we learn how to walk at home we learn how to eat at home how to dress ourselves at home but the apostle says, when I was a kid, when I was little, I spoke as a kid. But now that I'm a grown up, a grown up I have to speak as a man. I yeah. got to speak as a man. And he didn't learn the things that he knew at the end from the beginning. He had to go through the whole process of, of knowing who to trust, knowing who to listen to, knowing to whom uh, be obedient to. Because he was a rabbi. He was, he was a, a, a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee. Yeah. Mm. He was a... He has a, a, a doctor on, on, on the law. So he had to be subject to a lot of people. But he learned, his best way to learn was when God met him on, on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. For us and at home, uh, we need the structure because we need to learn what is right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. If in my house, you know, the way that we speak to each other is just by kicking each other every time that we're going to get Congo's <laughs> attention or Chelly's attention or whoever, or, or, or in your house, you just start fighting just to get somebody's attention, then you're lacking communication skills mm. that you need to learn within your house. So you subject yourself to your dad or mom within the house. Uh, now, we, if we want to go to the role of, of, the, of the father and the mother in homes, uh, the house, you know, Apostle Paul teaches, there's a big chapter on it where he goes into because, you know, the woman, the man wasn't tempted, but the woman fall first. So... The, the structure, spiritual structure in the house, he should be, the apostle Paul teaches God, Jesus, men, and family. Mm. Now, I do believe that we as men, we're going to be demanded way, way more. Like it or not. Even if I don't like it, give me an account of what yeah. I do with my family. Well, we got to be providers as well, yeah. We, we're going we're gonna to be called like those three people that he gave, you know, those gifts, those talents. We're going to be called up to what have you done with what I gave you, hmm. right? And and that's I, one of the things that I said from the beginning. I just pray for my kids to grow up and to be uh, gordo, 
a man and a woman at a lead to be not only good citizens in society, but have good morals, have a good character, uh, but overall to serve God, obviously, right? That's our intention as Christians. But my job was to in instill in them, like, you don't take this stuff from people. This doesn't belong to you. You don't go and beat that guy up just because he's chewing too loud. Yeah. Or well, you don't go beat anybody up. Right? But, <laughs> in general. But what I'm saying is we learn within the, within the house. And we as, as dads, as men in the house, we need to be always on top trying to protect our people, our kids, our wife, our Nowadays, I know when you said, oh, I got to protect my wife, most people will jump and say, I don't need protection from nobody because I'm a woman. <laughs> but, but that's fine. That's fine because we have evolved to that point. But yet, the structure that God put on for humanity, that's the way it goes. And I think it's very important for us to teach our kids, for you guys to learn, for us to keep learning on it. But that's the way God designed families. That, that society today is going either way. And you still need a man and a woman to... Mm -hmm. to procreate you know so i don't know if that's where you wanted to go with it no yeah because i think it goes back to like the qualities of, of a good pastors also yeah. or like that you want to make sure you your household is good because you know and that's key because like like you said like that's where it begins a lot of times yeah. as a kid that's where we learn a lot we learn a lot about god we learn a lot about just in general like our morals and the way the characters and stuff like that so it's important for us i don't know if, you know for especially like me and gordo we're not married yet but when we do get married, I definitely want to have that mindset of like, all right, like I want to be a good leader in my household. I want to be able to like, you know, instill those type of characteristics like you did with your kids and like with my kids so that, so that, yeah, like, you know, we could, they could get into the church eventually. Would you like say that. it's like the father's job to provide a solid foundation for their kids for the future right. with their relationship with God? Also as a citizen, <laughs> if yeah, you want yeah. to go that route as well. Yeah, you, you want to be a good citizen. You want to be a good servant of God, a man of faith. Uh, when David was on his last days, probably the last word that he was talking to Solomon is was, you know, serve the God of your father. Le dijo uh, uh, to Solomon, David says those words. He said those words to him. But if you read a little deeper, he's telling him, now it's your turn to make the decision because you saw me, even though we have all these things about David and all his you know, downfalls and stuff, but he was a man of God, mm -hmm. right? And he was telling his son, I'm going to be gone, but you serve the God of your father the way you saw me serve God because I gave you the example yeah. on that area at least, right? And on, 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 he was always uh, hand by hand, hand to hand with God. He was always, if he fall, he was... Praying to God to lift him up. He has a victory. He was worshiping God and praising God because of it. But now the turn was on Solomon. And, and that's, that's, that's was kind of a prayer for a long time. Like when I'm done or when they grow up, when your kids grow up, you're going to have to let them go. Mm -hmm. And wherever they go, they have to be able to decide, I'm going to serve God like my dad did. Or I don't want nothing with that God that my dad preached because I knew him at home. Yeah, you know I think that's, I mean? yeah. So it, it, it takes away the validity of authority when at, a, at the house you are one person and at church you are a different person. Or trying to serve God, present yourself as a servant of God. But Solomon, he saw David and he saw how deep he could fall, yep. but, but also he still would trust God. You know? he, he, saw that, he, saw, he saw how he would worship yeah. and stuff like and that. And that's, that's one of the things that we as men, we're going to carry until the grave. <laughs> because there is no way, if somebody knows you, it's your kids. 
Yeah. Somebody saw you talking, saying something, hearing something, and behaving in a different way somewhere else is them. You could be like in a church preaching and saying yeah, like, oh, yeah, yes, like, yeah. I pray, I do this, I do that. Yeah. And then, but your kids are the ones who are like, do they're, you? They're in the back. <laughs> they're like, wait, yeah. what is this guy talking about? <laughs> I never Where's seen you. Where's my dad? <laughs> it's an impossible. I've never seen you pray. Imagine. I have a, a final question for you. Well, I don't know if it's our final, but I have a question Probably. for you. Probably. We've been saying is, uh, final for the last so 30 for, <laughs> So for, let's say, for example, for someone like me or Luis or just a common member of the church, someone with faith, right. someone who's baptized, someone who loves God, who's not a pastor, not a minister. Mm. What about us? What kind of authority do we have? Do we still have authority from God? Yes. We were talking about that oh, yeah. before the podcast. So uh, obviously levels of authority, I think there is, there is some validity on it. But you as Christians, me as Christian, because we believe, the Bible says, number one, that, that we were empowered, we were made sons of God, right? Number one. From being sons of the devil, because Jesus told those Pharisees, you father is the devil. <laughs> he told them flat out. Dang. And he was not just you know, trying to make a point. He was telling them mm -hmm. because they were, they were rebuking him, the God of all creation. So uh, we have, we got to have certain authority in all our lives. Because I believe that the Holy Spirit empowers us to make decisions since you get up in the morning until you go back to bed. Hmm. Is the Holy Spirit within you, but you got to be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's like that, that little nagging word, voice in your head that is telling you, hey, where are you going? Hey, why are you getting into this? Hey, why are you looking at that? Why are you speaking like that? Why are, it, it, that's the Holy Spirit pulling you apart. So that empowers us. It gives us authority for us to direct our lives according to God's word, number one. And then there's another level where we... Uh, I, I always believe that people who doesn't grow, people don't grow in church spiritually, they don't mature, they always are dealing with the same problems mm -hmm. through their whole. They're going to be 60, and they're still be going to be whining for the same things and, and, and struggling with the same things because they have not been able to, to number one, be subject to God. Mm. Therefore, let God deal with it, mm. right? <laughs> let, him, let him deal with it because yeah. he has the power. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, the Bible says that he... he Jesus said, to those who believe, what he said, they will pray over sick people, they will be healed. They will cast out demons to those who believe. Now, the question in our head is, how come we're not there? Right? It's obvious. It's up, but it's not, it's not up to us to be looking for demon-possessed people to try to prove that we are sons of God. When the occasion arises, hmm. when the need comes to, that's why I said that Number one, Jesus told the disciples, when you pray, you go into the bedroom, close the door, and pray. And your father that listens in secret, he's going to reward you in mm. public. So you don't have to be saying to people, oh, I got the power of God. No, when the need comes, mm. right? It's like the word. You eat the word, you read the word, you study the word, and when the need comes, it just comes out. Yeah. You don't have to be thinking about, oh, let me think about it. You, it, it comes out because it's within you. You ate it. You, you, you nourish up mm -hmm. from, right? So we do have some spiritual authority. Yeah, we got the power to cast the demons. We got the power to pray over the sick. It's not up to us to make him heal, though, to make him whole. It's up to God. Mm. You see what I mean? But the intention has to be on our hearts that if he said it, we're going to do it and leave the results to him. As long as 
we are walking on his word. That's good. Because <laughs> if we want to be friends of the world, we become enemies of God. And mm. you don't want to be in that. I don't want to be in that position. I, I'd rather be ignorant on a lot of million things that become enemy of God. So one of the issues always is that this is the world. I'm a friend with people. I do what they do. I go where they go. I speak the way they speak. I practice what they practice. But I'm also a son of God. So when I come to church, when I come to minister, when I go to the street and talk, something is going to happen because I'm a son of God. You're not a son of God. Because mm. you have your feet. One foot is on the world. The other foot is on the church. Or you're serving God. And your connection to God is severed. Mm. And there is no... You can know the word. And you know the mannerism. And you know the, the Christianese that we speak sometimes. Yeah. But you can look it like doesn't it. make it effective. You got to be you know, holding, be holding God's hand. Make sure you're connected. Truly connected to the yeah. source. And that's going to kind of... Yeah. That's where you're building to... To see the evidence, like you said. Yeah. yeah. When evidence. the time comes. Yeah. yeah. When the time comes and you know you've been walking with God. And, and that's, that's up to us. That's one thing that we have. The, the, that's that's our, our, our choice, if you want to call it. Yeah, that's the thing that we could actually work on. Yeah. Yes. Work on. So like, and that's basically, like you said, like that's what day to day our focus should be on. Like, let's, let's pray. Let's. Deep in, uh, get deep into his word. Let's try, try to connect, and then that's it. And then from there on, like, like you're saying, like everything else will just come to we'll place. Flow. It'll flow exactly. We'll flow like a river. Yeah. yeah. It just flows. It just flows. Yeah. So when yeah, someone he's going to be used for what is needed. And it, exactly, it'll be used whenever it's needed. It's not going to just keep running nonstop. It's going to like. You know, whenever someone needs to watch this, right, like, yeah. I love that a faucet analogy. That yeah. faucet no analogy is thirsty. So I'm like, yo, can I have some water? And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I got I have you. This faucet right here. And yeah, you turn it on England. and nothing comes out. <laughs> like, I thought you had water. Yeah. You said you had water. You always talk about it. And you're like, oh. Oh, about <laughs> that. Yeah, about that. But you I make sure it's connected to the source at the end of the day, the Great Commission, right? Yeah. To make go and make disciples, to baptize people in his name. Mm. Yes, and if we're connected to the source, when people are hungry for God, when people ask you about God, mm-hmm. even us, the common people in the church, if you want to say common, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're still sons of sons of God, we're still daughters Amen. of God, yeah. and yeah. God on. gave yeah. us that authority, yes, to go make disciples. Mm. Yeah. And those people, they're like, "Who's God?" And when you tell them who God is, he's like, "I'll tell you about God." Yeah, yeah. you That's turn right. on that faucet, yeah. it starts flowing, yeah. and their their <laughs> thirst gets quenched. You give them that bread, their hunger goes away, mm. and that's that spiritual authority God has given us. Right. 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 Yeah. Amen. Don't think of, of a spiritual authority only on one on things that are that everybody will applaud. Don't think of like, oh, that God has this spiritual because he prayed for somebody and somebody was healed. That's the only reason. The word of God is powerful. Spiritual authority comes from the word of God as well. Because when you speak the word of God and you believe the word of God and you walk in with God, hmm. you know what I mean? Something will happen. Yep. He, the, the sick might be healed. What if they're not healed? But what if they're saved? Mm. Come on. Oh, right? We go back, back to the same the thing. Paralyzed man. Back to the paralyzed yeah. man. Back to the That's paralyzed him. man. So mm. I, think, I think we should always strive for, it's, it's our prerogative to get up in the morning, seek God, or at night, or whatever time you pick to, to get in community, but never stop talking to God. And it all starts with our faith, yeah. right? All those things always happen with faith. God That's healed faith. that man from, 
from his sin because of the faith. The because faith. of his friend's right? faith. The, the, friend's the faith soldier, the sanitarian, yeah. his servant was healed because of his faith. He believed. Because he believed. And you can list a whole lot of things. Yeah. The woman with the with the flow of blood. Mm -hmm. she's, she's, she was saying on her heart, if I can only just touch, touch the him. bottom of his garment, I will be healed. Mm. And she was healed because she believed. So. Wow, that's really good stuff. Yeah, so spiritual authority goes from who holds it is God. Ultimately. Over all things. In heaven, también en la tierra. Always in, as well as earth. You know? So he has the power to make it rain tomorrow if he wants to. Or cut the rain for five years. Even though we know the weather systems and all the stuff. But he can, <laughs> he can stop it if he wants to. Because he, he, he holds the it power. Up. You yeah. know what I mean? So who has it? Well, nowadays, uh, there is people in authority within the churches. And even among us, you can have authority over somebody that is given to you mm. if you want to. Because once you start teaching people the word... You gain certain authority, authority over them, not to to lord over them, but to make sure that they grow, mm. to make sure that they are, you know, so like discipling, yeah, stuff. disciple them. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 the word. So mm. kind of interesting how it goes back to being a father in yeah. the household. Yeah, right. I, I feel like it's all connected. It all is connected. It's all connected at the end of the day. Like if you, the more you're under spiritual authority, the more I feel like it could be given to you, and then you could also have someone under you. And but it's like it, it all goes back to like just submitting yourself to the higher ones above you and ultimately God. Mm -hmm. And then that's how they could just it keeps carrying forward and, and we could take care of one another because it's needed, yeah. That's how it goes. So yeah, that was that was really good. I feel like, you yeah. know, do you have any last closing words or I just want to read Luke uh now I wanna read Luke chapter four. <laughs> I think it's verse like like six and up. Okay. Uh, Verse 5, and he led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. That We can spend another three hours talking about how, how the devil did that to Jesus. But that's a thing for another, that's a topic for another thing. Part two. So he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time uh, to Jesus. When Jesus is tempted by the devil, he goes out to the desert. He's fasting for 40 days. And he says, and the devil said to him, to thee I will give this authority. And the glory of them, for it hath been delivered unto me. The devil, he, he's got some guts because he was talking to Jesus. Mm. And he's telling Jesus, I'm going to give you authority over all these kingdoms that you see. Because that authority was given unto me. Then we can spend another three days finding out who gave that authority to the devil. But, and the glory of them, for it hath been delivered unto me. And whomsoever I give it, I will give. Whoever I choose to give that authority, I'll give it. And he's asking Jesus to worship him, the devil. But this is what Jesus said. If thou therefore will worship me, it shall be all thine. It will be all yours if you worship me. Uh, verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is written, written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. This, this little portion of, of this verse is telling Jesus is telling the devil, you're holding this authority because I gave it to you. Not because you gain it on your, by, by yourself. Mm. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. The devil had only, he only has authority that has been even given unto him mm. by God. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you want to go into the sin of man, and that's fine. But he has authority. But then when Jesus is put to death and then he's risen, He's resurrected. He's, he's, he's not the same Jesus that the apostles met. He's the resurrected 
Jesus, the mm. glorified Jesus. And that's when he said to them, all authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. Because mm. he took from the devil what well, the devil said it was his. Yeah. It was his. You see what I mean? So his. when the word goes out through the power of the Holy Spirit, that word has the power to take people out of darkness and into the light. Wow. Out of sin into the living quarters of God. Out of death into life. When you believe, when you follow Christ, because the apostles, they have the testimony of follow, they have followed Christ. They listen to him. They obey him and everything he said. And then when he rose again and he tells them, I'm going to give you this authority so you can go and preach the word as well. That, that's the whole. The whole entire thing. And that's there. what the church is here. Yeah. <laughs> to go and preach and make disciples, you know. And to go out there and bring yeah. the dark into the light. Yeah. To, to bring the light into the world. Wow. There's so much to talk about. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's a, I, we can keep talking. We can keep going yeah. for sure. But I think Isaac is like, yeah, bro, this time. <laughs> my coffee is cold. God now. has authority over death. Yeah. Wages of sin is Everything. death. And since God has authority over that, that means he has authority over sin. Over sin. And over sin. since, you know, the word is alive, the word is God, then his word has authority over death. His word has authority over sin. Yeah. And when we preach people, we tell people the word and the word, like, you know, not our own words, but, but God's, God's word. word. Yeah. That's yeah. when they come alive. That's come when on. they're reborn. Yeah. That's when yes. they're saved. Yes. yes. Right. And that's what we want to do. And this is why we got to preach the word. Yeah. And that's what he's asking from us. Just go and tell him. Tell the word. Tell what you know and what you receive, just go give it to them too. It's already been done. It's already it's been said. It's all you got to do is just go out there and deliver it. Yeah. Give it away. Like You, you were talking about the basketball analogy, right? The, the, the yeah, team, basketball. Right? So let's say that you know who's going to win next year's championship. Right. Will you bet on them? Will you go into their team? Oh, for sure. If you were a basketball <laughs> player and knew that that team is going to be winning for the next 10 years, would you, would you like to be on that team? Of course. So God is saying, I already won. Here you got the victory. I, I we know the end of the time, and we know who's who's holding the trophy. Join our squad, y'all. Yeah. If you're listening, and you're not part of our squad. Join yeah, our squad. squad. Join the one church. <laughs> the join the one church. Join the light. There you go. We're taking out. We're taking out the darkness. Come on. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, Jesus is taking out the yeah, darkness. We're gonna Come on. dunk on death. He is our. <laughs> well, Jesus is gonna dunk. Jesus is our superstar. That's he is our main song. star. He is the only star. That's right. He's the we're, goat. We're just the ones right there passing him the ball. Right. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jesus, yeah. take it. No, that's 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 awesome. That's that's really good. And um, thank you, Sergio, for for oh, for coming in and, and for talking for to us me. about spiritual authority. Um, definitely shed a lot of light into it, and I, I, I for sure learned a lot in this podcast. Like I was, it was really good because I think this is something that um, we all should know. We should, as we get a little deeper into it, like it's, right. it's, it's very helpful. And and um, so yeah, I, I, I pray that um, everyone listening that we could just take this word in and be able to apply it every day, and just try to wake up and just seek the Lord, seek His spiritual authority. You know, do our part in praying and reading His Word. And, and, you know, being ready so that when our time call, comes and we are called to go out and to talk to someone about God, we'll be ready. We'll be like that faucet, right? With, this, right. with the flowing water. <laughs> Amen. Because, you know, uh, so um, thank you guys so much. No, thank you guys. Uh, if you can lead us out in prayer. Yes. I was going to ask you right oh, now. Sure. Can you just lead us out in a prayer? Before we do that, I just want to thank you guys for inviting me today. Sure. It's, it's, a, it's an honor to be here with my son. Yeah. <laughs> We do this. Ever, let's bring it back. Yeah, let's bring oh, it back. Yeah. Yeah. Round thank two. you for the invite. I think this is uh, this podcast is going to be for what you've done up to now and what you're going to be doing afterwards. I think it's going to be impactful on, on people's lives, and that, that's the Praise best God. thing we can do to put the word out there. Somebody who listens to this and the previous ones and the next one after this, 
I think is, is it could be you're, you're feeding people things that that maybe they're not getting from somewhere else mm. and it's needed it's, it's, it's deeply needed so let's pray and let's uh, dismiss um, Lord God thank you Jesus we come into your presence again just to give you thanks to to worship you because you are our God and, and you hold everything in your hands and we recognize we subject ourselves to your authority because uh, we don't want to live in anarchy we don't want to live uh, outside of your will and the Bible says and your word says that your will is perfect and it's comforting to our lives and, and I give you thanks for this group with the youth with this youth that are doing this podcast Lord that this word goes beyond these walls and and goes even beyond this country or this state or this city somebody listen to it and can get a bread of life that is so needed in our lives and just to encourage people that you hold all the power and because you hold all the power and your will is perfect we are free to worship you and to praise your name in everything we do and everywhere we go. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, again. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for God listening. Bless you guys. God bless you guys. Uh, check God out One you. Church Podcast on all platforms. One Church. Ooh. One Church Podcast. One Church Podcast. Thank you for coming on, and God bless you guys. GB. God bless you all.